As a small business, are you lost trying to figure out what software solution to use? With more choices than ever, sometimes it feels like you need a dedicated business solutions expert to even help narrow it down. Thankfully, that's exactly who we have on the show today. Welcome to Momentum, a podcast by Jotform, where we talk about the technology, productivity tips, insights, and best practices that help us move forward in business and in life. Today, we'll be talking to Gene Marks. Let's go. Maintaining momentum. All right, so this is Elliot, your host, and today I'm here with someone you may have seen collaborate with us before, so it's great to finally have you on the Jotform podcast today. Uh, Gene, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me on, Elliot. I appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you being here. All right, so you have um, a lot of potential titles. I'm, I'm looking at a few here. Uh, you know, from small <laughs> business owner, uh, author of, of five management books, columnist. You've been published in the New York Times, Washington Post, and you have your very own Forbes column. Uh, you've also appeared on MSNBC and the Wharton Business Channel. But uh, let's go back to how you got started on this journey and maybe provide just a little bit of background for our listeners who might not be as familiar with you. Sure. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, so uh, first of all, I, I guess we're not doing this on um, on video because if anybody can actually watch me right now, you would know right away when I say that I'm a CPA. Uh, that would, you know, <laughs> there there might be a video component. Just just a heads up, but it'll okay. lend some authenticity. So for to those it. of you guys actually watching this, like big big spoiler alert: I'm a CPA. Take a look at this face. Um, that's how I started out, um, and then I started my business way back in 1994, which is like I'm thinking about like I think like Clinton was president, Jesus. But anyway, so for the past however many years, uh, we do technology consulting, and we specialize really in CRM, uh, customer relationship management mm-hmm. applications. But a lot of the uh, uh, applications that we implement are for small and medium sized business, and they cross uh, the whole spectrum of different types of small and mid sized business applications. And like you mentioned earlier, I do write in a lot of different places. Uh, uh, specifically for this conversation, though, I write uh, six times a month for Forbes on technology and CRM. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I do it for selfish reasons mainly, so I can stay ahead of the tech that impacts my business and my clients, sure. and uh, then I can share it with whoever wants to read about it uh, in Forbes or talk about it, like we're going to do today. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, um, you know, kind of as a thought leader mm-hmm. in that space, you're you're uniquely qualified to. Uh, to today's topic, I think. Uh, I figured we'd leverage that expertise and pick your brain a little bit. Uh, just on the top software solutions you're currently recommending for small businesses. Obviously, there are a lot of different needs out there. Each business mm-hmm. is unique. Uh, but for the majority of our JotForm users who operate in the small business landscape, which is a lot of our users, um, I'm willing to bet there's still plenty of common ground and overlap uh, we could cover just with sort of a, a consolidated list of what you would recommend for coming from your position and expertise. So may I'll give you the floor and um, I'm excited to hear what your thoughts are. We could pick an industry or, or a sector first. Maybe we start with um, CRM, you know, your, yeah, your sure. dessert. Um, yeah, I mean, there's, um, you know, I do sell CRM solutions. So it is sort of our, you know, our, you know, my, my bread and butter and, and what I love talking about. But CRM is just is one of the categories of software that any small business should have. Um, and, and we'll cover a few of them, but we'll start with CRM. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it is, it, it's, it's a giant market. It's like an $80 billion market. Um, 91% of companies uh, with more than 11 employees now use CRM software and a lot yeah. of smaller companies than that also use CRM software as well. And not to insult anybody's intelligence, CRM is customer relationship management. Hey, it's it always stands. good to spell it out. It is. And, and, you know, some of the big players that are out there, Elliot, I mean, they have brand names. I mean, people recognize Salesforce, they recognize Microsoft Dynamics, they recognize Zoho, Sugar, Nimble, Insightly, Copper. There's a bunch of great mainstream CRM applications that small businesses can get for um, a very affordable price. And, and of course, if you're listening to this or maybe even watching this, uh, you're, you're asking yourself like, well, you know, what can I use the CRM system for? And, and let me just tell you the three big benefits of a CRM system. So, you know, right. Mm-hmm. Um, number one is it, first of all, it's a database, it's a database. So uh, nothing falls through the cracks with a good CRM system. So, you know, if you are doing it the right way, you've got everybody that touches your businesses in your database. That's vendors, suppliers, customers, prospects, your mom, your dad, your cousin, your bookie, whoever. They're they're all in there if they're touching you. 
Um, and you've got follow-ups, which means that, you know, you're following up on, on deals, you're following up on sales, you're following up on service, you're following up on marketing. Um, there, everybody has some type of reminder or follow-up in there. So nobody falls through the cracks, no quotes fall through the cracks, no service issues fall through the cracks. That's one of the biggest advantages of having a good CRM system. The second is that everybody's on the same page. Um, which is a more diplomatic way of saying nobody in your company looks like a dope, you know, because mm-hmm. if you have a good CRM system, wh- whoever you know contacts anybody from your company can see who else has been talking to that person and, you know, the emails that have been sent and any prior activities or any notes or any information about them. Maybe this person is, uh, you know, bought this certain product from somebody, you know, in your company, or they're, they're a certain type of company, or they're a Mets fan, unfortunately, or <laughs> uh, maybe their kid's getting out of prison. One of those things, you know I mean? Yeah, like, real-time so alignment. The, yeah, it's, it is. Yeah. So everybody's on the same page. So that's the, that's the second big you know benefit of a serum system. The third, everybody, is as we all get older and, and the average age of the small business owner gets older, um, having a good serum system um, helps build intangible value in your business that you can sell one day when you want to exit out of your business because people want to buy data. Mm-hmm. And if your data is good, a CRM system will do that for you. So There are many good platforms that are out there, Elliot. I mentioned a few. Again, Salesforce, Dynamics, Zoho, Copper, Insightly, Nimble. Those are some of the examples that are out there. Google them and their competitors. Uh, But I can tell you right now, you pick anyone, if it's implemented the right way, um, it, it it should be a huge value to your business. So that, that's sure. that's the first big thing businesses should have. Are some uh, structured more towards large scale enterprise clients, and some structured more for the the little guy, or are they all kind of a, a one size fits all depending on your plan? You know, it's a it, it's a great question because even the ones that the the big guy players they, they, they say like, like oh yeah, we're for instance. small businesses. Yeah, they, they say they're good for small businesses too, and, and they're really not. I mean, so mm-hmm. to answer your question, yeah. I mean, the fact of the matter is, you know, products like Salesforce, Dynamics, Oracle, SAP, uh, they're good. They're, they're really great. But they, I tend to push them more towards our you know, enterprise or larger uh, customers. There's a whole bunch of affordable CRMs like Zoho is a great one, sure. um, as well as Nimble copper insightly that I mentioned sugar, they're more geared towards more smaller size businesses. So, um, you know, it's a great question because whenever I talk to a prospective client for CRM, I always ask how many users you're going to have, you know, if they tell me five, I can kind of push them in that direction. There's no reason why you should buy, you know, you know, a school bus if it's just like you and your spouse, you know what I mean? So, uh, why have overkill? So the answer to your question is yes, absolutely. There are, there are CRMs, uh, targeted depending on the size of your company. Definitely. And I feel like there's um, maybe a, a misconception that generally for CRMs, you need to be, uh, it's strictly for sales or anything like that. But you made a good point that CRMs, any touch point with your company, any contact, whether you're you're providing a service, whether you're getting a service, anything, it's all stored there. So regardless of your industry, it's really something you should consider if you have any sort of business, no matter how small or really what type of business it is, uh, you will yeah, benefit from the CRM. Yeah, it's not just customers or prospects. It's your vendors, your suppliers, you know, your partners, your employees. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and like you said, anybody that touches your business, uh, whoever in your company is dealing with, you know, the, you know, uh, other contacts, it should be in your CRM system. Exactly. And then on on top of that, all this uh, all this data that the CRM system collects. Um, pretty much every single platform out there, you can then integrate that data with other uh, software applications, other solutions, other workflows. It's just part of the workflow, but it's almost kind of the home base for your data. And then you can use it how you want. And that's the cool part about, I think, a lot of these sophisticated CRM engines today. And to throw, you know, also just you know, throw this out. I mean, listen, this is a Jotform podcast, so I don't work for Jotform, so I'm under no obligation to mention Jotform. But <laughs> I will say, like, you know, I mean, I do have a lot of clients that use Jotform and integrate it with those CRM systems. And I think the most common use that I see, just so you know, is like web forms. Sure. Somebody, they, they do a survey or they have a, you know, a, you know, a webinar or they have an event and they create a form on Jotform and people can sign up that way. And then there's a lot of out-of-the-box integration. So that, like, Boom, it goes right into your CRM system because it integrates with a wide variety of them. So just saying like that's it's not an uncommon thing to do and it's not not a very genuine topic we discussed. You know what I mean? That 
platform is or is one of these popular tools that integrate with CRMs. For sure. Well, I appreciate the plug. Um, you didn't pay yep. you to say it, but we'll always take it. Yeah, I think that was. I'll and send that's you my a, invoice later. <laughs> and that's key for <laughs> our customers because, as as you mentioned, people who use Jotform, it's generally just not necessarily in a silo. It's usually um, yeah. in alignment, in conjunction, in coordination with some other type of software tools. And so many companies have CRMs or are onboarding CRMs, and it's you know one of our most popular integrations at this point. I'm sure a lot of similar companies to us would probably uh, say something similar. So CRMs, absolutely pivotal. Uh, May, let's switch category a little bit, um, talk about another thing that basically any company needs, no matter their size, uh, an HR software solution. Uh, yeah. You know, Especially as companies have become more remote, I think it's even more important to have it on the web somewhere. It's, you know, we're, we're past the days of having a couple people in a small cubicle office and you have one HR manager. Um, people have to be autonomous, manage a network now, um, even for small companies. So maybe you could speak a little bit to uh, some HR solutions that you like and why companies need it now. Sure. So um, paychecks, ADP, Bamboo, Gusto, Zenefits, Paycor, those are just, just to get started. Okay. Mm-hmm. Those are some of the platforms out there. Here's how it's changed though, Elliot. Like, and I listen, I mean, I, I've been so wrong on so many predictions cause I'm such a dope, but like, I, you know, I, I never even thought people were going to be like moving to the cloud with their accounting systems because, you know, small business owners were the most cynical and distrusting people in the world. And yet mm-hmm. everybody's like flying to the cloud. I thought the same with HR systems. Like, who's going to put their like HR data like on the cloud? It's just they're never going to do that. And of course, everybody is because yep. I'm a dope. So now, what I'm seeing is um, you didn't have to agree with me, by the way. But it, oh, what I'm seeing well, is you know, I felt obliged. <laughs> you're just being nice. Says so the five-time um, author. Yes. <laughs> the um, the the you know uh, uh, there's been this proliferation of HR uh, cloud-based applications come out um, that are being adopted just you know quickly by a lot of small and mid-sized companies. I named a bunch of them, mm-hmm. and I just want to explain to you what they all do, okay? Uh, they all integrate with your payroll system. So everybody in your company gets a mobile app. So you know, so it's on their mobile device. And um, if they need to check their payroll, they just look it up in the mobile app, right? If they need to put in for you know PTO or vacation or, or sick time, whatever it is, they do that through the mobile app, right? Mm-hmm. If they need to update their contact information or update their health insurance policies or change their 401k selections, they do that through the mobile app as well. The the, the mobile apps themselves also, a lot of these systems come with uh, modules to do performance reviews because I know we all do great jobs as business owners with our performance reviews. We're all up to speed and up to date. Yeah, our employees are really happy with the feedback. 360, four times a year. Yeah, the whole 360. (laughs) We never hear complaints from employees that they don't get enough feedback. So, but what these applications do is they they help facilitate that so that employees can, they can take notes for themselves Mm -hmm. when they're doing, you know, and, and so can their supervisors on projects and jobs real time. And then they come with like alerts and reminders and workflows to make sure that you, you know, schedule the face-to-face meetings and get them done and then go over the notes that you took through the HR platforms. All of that stuff is done by the employees themselves. You're pushing down the work to those employees. So number one, not only does it just give them more control and power over their HR universe, um, it also, you know, employees love it, you know, because it's mm-hmm. it's a indication that you're actually operating a business in 2022 and not 1922. Right. So that's also good. Um, and most importantly, what I'm finding with my clients, Elliot, is that um, it's 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 cutting back on 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 overhead and increasing productivity, because so many of my clients, particularly older school clients, I mean, who's doing all this stuff now? I mean, some some poor schlub in the office is going through these forms. People waiting outside that person's door. They're asking them, "What what can I put in for sick time?" You know, there was a problem with my payroll. I don't understand what. Do I, you know, all this stuff is being done by a human being right now mm-hmm. in a lot of companies when it could be done by the employees themselves, which basically cuts back on the time that that human being is spending or even cuts out that human being altogether. Mm-hmm. And no offense, but that's what technology is doing is it's replacing people. So that's why I'm seeing such a huge growth in HR platforms this year. Right. Uh, it's it's replacing people, but it's also enabling new opportunities because there's new efficiencies. So the company can still yeah. continue to expand. I remember, I mean, I'm, I haven't been in the workforce for, for that long, maybe five or six years. But even then, when I first started, I was still getting a paper check. That was only like five or six years ago. Um, amazing. It's, it's remarkable how fast times have changed. And I, I think you made a good point about um, how everything's integrated now on a good 
HR server because you get your 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 pay stubs and your payroll, but also you're right the the sick time you get your company policies. Um, you you know you get your bereavement, yep. your your jury duty. Uh, you can see your company holidays. If you have equipment, you can see what equipment has been logged to you, and if it's on some sort of rental term when you have to give it back. You can see other employees' birthdays, which is handy sometimes, or their work anniversaries. Um, fun facts about them. It's just a good way to get to sort of understand where you work and the people that you work with, especially if you're new to a company. I appreciate that. Wait, about- I'm, wait I'm confused. You work for JotForm, right? You yes. don't work for paychecks or Zenefits? Is that right? Because you're I doing don't. a really I, good job. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, I just uh, <laughs> use Bamboo HR to uh, help remind Bamboo. myself of when important important dates and things are. Um, and yeah. it really is it really is helpful because getting onboard onto a company, I spent a decent amount of time in Bamboo HR to know, okay, our work anniversary is coming up. What equipment do I have? Uh, what holidays do we have? Where's our policies? It's actually really handy just to have that all in one consolidated place. I think if you're at a company for a long time, you're just sort of on autopilot, but can help you just get oriented to the, the structure of a company and the people around you. So um, I think having that in one easy place rather than having to knock on your HR manager's door is uh, is really handy. So couldn't agree more. And you brought, you brought up a really good point, Elliot. I mean, like, listen, if you were, you were hired by JotForm and they were still doing payroll old school way, like it was five years ago, if you're still getting paper checks, you know, if you still have to put in your manual requests for vacation or whatever, I don't know, like, you know, you're at a tech company in the Bay Area, you know, but a lot of people want to be, you know, like that. And and mm-hmm. you start thinking like, what's going on with this company? I'm working out there like it's like the 19th century. You know what I mean? It has an impact on the workforce. It definitely does. Saying, it definitely you know? does. And yeah, the, the paper check uh, company, that was an agency that I that I used to work at. Uh, By the time I left, they did indeed transition to uh, an, an online HR system, but it was a bit of a bit of a rough haul. So I was glad right. to then go into an actual tech company where, hey, we we actually automate this sort of thing and it makes life yeah. a lot easier for everybody. Um, it does. So that's great. So that's that's HR. I think we've covered um, you know the significance of that and some of the some of the tools. Out of the tools that you mentioned, is there one that you'd specifically say, hey, this is great for for small businesses no. especially, or they're all pretty no, much the same? Not, I I can't recommend any one tool because first yeah. of all, they're all really good. Uh, different businesses have different needs. Different businesses with different sizes. Um, I can certainly tell you none, none of the tools that I mentioned. And again. Paychex, uh, ADP, Paycor, mm-hmm. Bamboo, Zenefits, Gusto, just to name a few. And you can Google them and their competitors. None of them are industry specific. So it's not like, oh, I need to have an HR system because I'm in retail or right. I'm in manufacturing. That's, you don't need that. There are plenty of, uh, you know, there are plenty of competitors that are out there. Um, start with your HR, with your own HR payroll service company. And yep. I really hope you have a payroll service company uh, if you're listening to this. And uh, see what, what what they provide because if they're worth their salt, they've got they've got applications that are available for you. Absolutely, no, good to know. Great <laughs> advice. Um, I guess moving on to a another category. I'm curious your your thoughts on this. There's might be some crossover with with CRM, but sort of data management and just files and servers. Um, if companies have to deal with large quantities of data, regardless of where that's mm-hmm. coming from, you know, everything is now stored in the cloud. It's great to have physical copies of it somewhere, but you need to have it online and accessible. Um, and even small businesses need to store large amounts of data these days, depending on the type of sector or industry you're in. Um, so do you have any recommendations along that uh, category um, and why companies need that instead of sort of old school storage solutions? Yeah. First of all, um, doesn't it amaze you how much garbage like you generate in your home? Do you ever think about that? Like, I try not my to think about it. And I'll be like, yeah, <laughs> I live yeah, in a one bedroom. It'll be I like, can barely move. Yeah, I mean, we we it'll be like a day or two, and I'm taking out the trash, and it, it's just my wife and I now. I mean, my our kids, you know, they're, they're in their twenties now. And we're like, Jesus, we generate a lot of garbage for just two people. Like, mm-hmm. where is this coming from? That's remarkable. It's the same thing with it's it's amazing, and it's the same thing with your data. I mean, we're generating, you know, I mean, just gigabytes of data all the time with all of the you know photos, documents, videos that we're doing, you know, you know, even just core data in our you know accounting or CRM or collaboration systems. And the smallest of businesses are doing that. So they have to have a system for managing their data. So uh, let me let me just share with you just some thoughts on, on what I'm seeing with my clients. This is not, um, uh, you know, Elliot, I mean, again, I, I, this is not something I've created on my own. I'm not smart enough to do that. 
I can just report back to you what my smartest clients are doing. You know what I mean? So for starters, like my smartest clients don't have data in house anymore. Okay. They, they, there's no more servers. There's no windows, you know, I mean, they've, they've got their devices and their network, but you know, everything is stored, you know, outside of their office in the cloud. Okay. Right. And even if they have an old school system, I have plenty of clients that are still using QuickBooks desktop, you know, or, or a database and FileMaker, which, you know, the, the partner's nephew created back, you know, in 2005, but it's still doing whatever they're doing for their business. They just don't keep it internally anymore. They host it outside, which means that if you've got any data, any old school programs, uh, you know, files, all that, you should be storing this with a managed service provider is what you mm -hmm. want to look for. There are plenty of good ones that are out there. I like one, one that I work with and recommend to a lot of clients is called Right Networks. Uh, they're excellent. They're based, uh, you know, in New Hampshire. Uh, they're a publicly held company. You know, we use them. Um, it's just, you know, they, they'll host QuickBooks. They'll host, they all do this. It's the right networks isn't the only game in town. So you can, you can Google their competitors, but it is a, um, it's a managed service provider that not only hosts all the data, makes sure that everybody can get connected, supports the connections if anybody's having any problems, and then make sure that the data is backed up and secured. You know, and right. is it a hundred percent secured? No, because if anybody tells you that you've got a hundred percent security, they're lying to you. You know, mm -hmm. even you guys at Jot Form can't provide a hundred percent security. You don't know right, who's out there. But um, companies like Jot Form, companies like Right Networks, they've got the security and they got the bucks to hire you know smart people and the best tools to make sure that their data that they're storing is secure as they could possibly make it more so than a typical small business and companies like yours and, and, and managed service providers, your whole business model is built around making sure that people's data doesn't get hacked Absolutely. because if yeah, people's data was, you guys would be out of business. So it's, it's a, you know, number one priority. So again, when people say about security with, you know, with, you know, with managed service providers or cloud companies like JotForm, I'm always like, dude, they got way more resources and money than you do. So, and they got more motivation to make sure nothing gets right. screwed up. And so we are uh, very invested in keeping your, your data safe so we can stay yeah. in business. Um, so you can stay in business. So it doesn't eliminate the risk, but you are minimizing that risk as, as much as possible. Right. So you want to make sure that your data is out there and stored that way. Now, some people um, like to use other services like Dropbox, for example. So yep. in one. my company, you know, like we have QuickBooks that's hosted by Right Networks, but then we use uh, a CRM system. We use Zoho. Um, that's, you know, so we use that for projects and CRM. And then we have files. So we actually have a choice. We can, you know, some, you know, some people, my God, 10 employees, sometimes we'll, for certain types of files, we'll save it with Right Networks. Sometimes we have a Dropbox company account as well. We'll save mm -hmm. it there. Regardless, our Right Networks files are synchronized with Dropbox. So we save files with Right Networks on their server, but then it's also going to Dropbox. So that if a Scud right. missile hits Dropbox, uh, excuse me, hits Right Networks, you know what I mean? Or yeah, fallback, yeah, fail safes, which is yeah, hugely important. It's exactly. Yeah. So that's what we do. You know, that's how we manage it. Very, very important to make sure that you've got a setup similar to that. So you've got redundancy and you've got your data stored in more than one place. It also helps if you get hacked. Um, so that you can restore from a separate, right, separate right. place. No, you made a good managed service. I'm sorry, God. I was just going to say, no, you made you you made a great point about kind of the, the the security of it all and making sure to go with really an established company because hosting data is one of the easiest things that you can do if you're just starting up or figuring out the tech thing. It's it's kind of low hanging fruit, but to do it securely and do it well, uh, yeah, that can be a little bit trickier. So go to the established companies. Um, to your point, any company that says your data is 100% safe, uh, they are BSing you. But uh, any company that has a proven track record and has the resources to actually, you know, have the insurance and um, have really the bulwarks to protect your data with their own infrastructure, um, that's the kind of company that you want on your side and don't fall for. Um, a lot of these online server solutions that I've seen and they end up yeah. being phishing scams or something like this. Store your data for free. Of course, they'll, they'll take it. So that's why you have to be really careful how you store your data. But I think as long as you're going with a, a trustworthy company, you do a little bit of research, you'll probably be fine. Now, I, I'm going to even add to that as well, because you're absolutely right on all points. Um, 
a lot of IT firms back in the day, the typical IT firm, they did networks and setting mm-hmm. up servers and all that kind of stuff. Um, most of the good ones, all of them, most of the good ones have pivoted to the cloud. So you might still work with a local IT firm who quote unquote is hosting your data. Know that you can ask, but in all likelihood, that little firm that's located in the next town over is not physically hosting your data. They have probably signed on with Amazon web services or Google cloud or Microsoft Azure. And they're hosting the data on those platforms, which is good for you because those platforms are more established, supported and secure. So you could still work through your local IT company and get support from them. Um, they'll help you manage it. They'll do, you know, whatever. The only thing, the only bit of advice that I do ask for you is that if you, uh, they're, if they're hosting your data, say on AWS, Amazon Web Services, you know, there's Amazon Web Services is relying on your IT people, the IT firm to set that up and establish the security and subscribe to the right service and check off all of the boxes. I only say that because we recently had a data breach, an issue where Mm. um, we put data of a client on Amazon web services and um, we didn't check off all the boxes and it got hacked, you know, and because we we never did it before. Yeah. We don't host data. We were using it. Like luckily it was just test data uh, because we were, we were testing something out for another project but it's like, oh, geez, we, you know, we didn't, we, we really didn't know everything we should have known about Amazon Web Services when we put the data up there. So we didn't check off the right boxes or subscribe to the right service. And it was more open to getting hacked. So you, you do have to question your IT firm to make sure they're doing the right stuff. That's a great um, point. So get, yeah. Because they can still often probably do better than you can on your own if you just try Amazon Web Services. Oh, I can figure this out. Uh, but make sure you get an IT right. firm that is competent and <laughs> clearly knows yeah. what they're doing. And don't be afraid to ask the, you know, quote unquote, stupid questions to make sure yeah. that your your data is secure and, and challenge them. Um, I think mm-hmm. for a lot of small businesses, especially um, maybe owners who aren't quite as technically savvy, they fall prone to just letting the experts handle it. And they don't want to maybe come across as you know, being uneducated on certain technology aspects. So they just say, hey, do this. I trust you all this instead of voicing. uh, So how are you protecting it? What does that mean? What if somebody tries to hack me? Like asking the obvious questions. Um, I I encourage any small business owners, regardless of your level of proficiency in technology, to ask the obvious and dumb questions and challenge people who are guarding your your data safely. Great advice. I know that our support forums are full of those questions. So Jot for users <laughs> are very much uh, very much on top of that. But yes, great advice Good. all around. Um, should we switch topics to uh, another no. category? No, absolutely not. Okay, it's yeah, too early. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the next category I had in mind would probably be a little bit of a bulkier one. I'm thinking just overall productivity collaboration platforms. And this oh, is – this we're is... going to bring up like TV shows on Netflix and Amazon because that's – I know, mean for, for uh, an, another podcast maybe, as entertained as I would be by that. I'm not sure our listeners who, who want some, some <laughs> advice and technology solutions would love that. But I have plenty of thoughts, so we'll connect uh, separately on that. Um, but productivity – platforms, even for small businesses, I think a lot more so these days because so many people are work from home. So many people are more autonomous, regardless of your business size. You probably have people working independently of each other now instead of being able to collaborate in person. And obviously, it's a no-brainer for significantly larger businesses where you're covering you know, a country's demographic. Um, but for even smaller businesses, you probably need some kind of collaboration and productivity tool where people can get aligned um, on projects that are are going on. So I think it's a pretty big topic, but um, I think you've specifically written articles and articles about it um, very specifically. Yeah. So I'd be curious to get your thoughts kind of just navigating the waters of that. And as a small business owner, how do you even decide from the slew of options that are available these days? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's there's the the obvious choices that are out there, and they're obvious because they are the best. And you know, it's Microsoft and it's Google. Uh, you know, Microsoft Office 365 or Microsoft 365. Uh, you know, Google's you know G Suite, obviously, or mm-hmm. Office Suite or whatever they're calling it now. Um, the uh, you know, there's competitors like Box and Slack, which are also great you know collaboration platforms as well. Um, you know, they're they're those vendors are going to want you to pick their platforms and, you know, live within those platforms. And that's completely fine. 
Um, you can, you know, they integrate with well-known, um, you know, you know, file and data management and workflow management applications like Jotform. Mm-hmm. So that's good news. Um, but it, you know, my advice though to clients is that they sign up for these things. You know, even though it's 2022, we're still doing Word docs and spreadsheets and, you know, like, like we were doing 30 years ago, that, that right. seems to have not changed. So you need to have the ability to do that. Um, as well as now have online meetings and chats and be able to communicate by obviously email. Uh, so all that stuff. The only advice that I have for, for you is like, if you're listening to this or watching this, it's, it's quite likely that you've got say office, Microsoft office or, or Google G suite. I mean, those are like the two biggest ones mm-hmm. office by far is the, is the market leader. Um, what's also quite likely is that if you've got say Microsoft office, for example, you're using like 20% of what it does because, you know, we, we, that's just what we do. We're, what do we know? And it's so stupid. I mean, you know, I have office professional and I'm like constantly like, Jesus, I mean, I own this and I'm not using it. You know, like we don't know what we, it's like, sometimes I feel like I'm driving my car and I'm not using the air conditioner because I don't know where the button is and it's 90 yep. degrees inside the car. And I paid for the air conditioner, you know, like an idiot. And so, you know, and I've learned that over the years and I make the same mistakes that all my clients make, but I've learned. And um, I, the advice I have is that regardless of the collaboration system that you have, um, you get some training, you know, invest in somebody to come and, and teach you and your workers what you own. I mean, Microsoft Office is a perfect example. Like, did you know, Elliot, that there's real-time translation um, in Skype and Teams? Did you know that you get like, you could talk to you and I could be having this conversation right now. Instead of using Zoom, we could be using Microsoft's, you know, video player because they have their mm-hmm. own internal yep. Zoom that can be used externally. And as we're talking, it could be translated into Mandarin for any Chinese viewers, for example. You know, yeah, that's you know, incredible. and believe me, they're all locked down right now, so they got plenty of time <laughs> to watch us and listen to us. So it, but it's in real time using like the office platform. Yep. And then in addition to this, you know, there's, you know, it, with office, you can, you know, multi-factor authentication, you know, the security where, you know, if you, you log into your bank account and then it has to send you a text message and you have to enter a pin to get access to it in office, like G suite, you can do that. You, you can apply that to like specific documents. So like, mm-hmm. I've got a super confidential employee agreement. I don't want anyone seeing it, but this person, so you can set multi-factor authentication. That's just a password, but a you know a pin required yep. as well. It's crazy. Then I have like clients that like um, back in the day. You're too young for this, but back in the day, a lot of people would walk around their their warehouses with these Nextel walkie-talkies. I've seen it in movies. Bob. Yeah, you see it in the movies, right? Okay, fine. So you know, you see Humphrey Bogart talking to Lauren yep. McCall and saying like, you know, we got a problem, you know, and you know, aisle three, you know, whatever. Um, Microsoft Teams now has a function where you can do that automatically on your smartphones, like turn them into walkie-talkies, like these no, Nextel things. I didn't things. know that. Um, yeah, when I told that to clients, they like freaked out because they were like, wow, because now they can walk around and talk to each other very easily or like a one button, whatever. Those are just three examples of just stuff that you own in your collaboration you system that you probably don't even know you have. So they're all good, but get training, I guess, is my, right. my takeaway. Because I think it, it can really be overwhelming uh, because the the yes, tech behemoths, you know, the Microsofts and the Google of the Googles of the world, they are very invested in making them your one stop shop. So I think this is why they yeah. they add so so many different features um, to try to either one up the other or stay relevant. Because now every yes. every platform has like an immediate chat, some sort of um, collaboration. Obviously, file server, um, video conferencing. Every platform has video conferencing now. Um, Right. And they are trying to make it so you don't need to go anywhere else but them. Um, and you're right. I think it could be absolutely overwhelming. And so many people have no idea uh, the capabilities that are in their G Suite or uh, their Microsoft portfolio. Um, so I think that's that's excellent advice. Now, is that sort of uh, that sort of training uh, where people where people even find that? Is that an IT consultant? Is, OK. Yeah. Two places. Uh, you can even go to the vendor, like Microsoft, Slack, Google, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, whoever, and ask, do you have any consultants that we can work with? Or uh, LinkedIn. Go okay. to LinkedIn. I mean, you, know, you can go. There's plenty of independent people on there that do this kind of consult. It's going to cost, by the way. I mean, these people cost anywhere from 
I don't know, 50 to 200 bucks an hour, depending Ooh. on the person that you hire right now. Not you and I buddy. are in the wrong business, but Clearly. yeah, but they, they, uh, you know, but and, yeah, so you're going to, they're going to spend five to 10 hours with you, maybe training you and a group of people so that you can make some decisions. Okay. So that's a thousand bucks, a couple thousand bucks, whatever. But I think it's well worth it to, to get more productivity out of what you already own. Yeah. And if you can get plenty of uh, people there in that session, you know, optimally you can help boost their, their, their efficiency coming out of that. And that's well worth any, you know, hundred bucks right. that you, you end up spending. So I think that's, I think that's excellent advice. Um, if we narrow it down, maybe even a little bit, um, uh, further kind of closer to, I guess, even Jotform's ecosystem of sort of project, project management tools. Think mm. like the, the Trello's, the, the Asana's you have a team, let's say you are a project based business, um, and you're suddenly working remote and you used to be able to, you know, have it all in an office and write it up on a chalkboard. Um, and now you need to manage, manage projects specifically and deal with timelines um, completely remotely. I think there's also a lot of tools for for that as well. Um, where would you advise a small business owner to start um, trying to find a good online project management solution like those? So, um, first of all, you named a couple of the leaders, um, you know, you, I mean, you start by Googling project management software for small businesses and mm-hmm. you're going to see a proliferation of different applications that are out there. Um, so, you know, Asana, Basecamp, Trello, Monday, these are like some really good project managers. Microsoft Project, I think, is still around as well. Um, so, and Zoho, Zoho Projects, yep. also very good. So there's there's a bunch of them out there designed for small businesses that are like 10 to 20 bucks a user a month. Uh, so they're certainly very affordable. You're going to need to spend a little bit of money on training. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's absolutely, um, you know, and again, your project management software could be your core business application other than your accounting because mm-hmm. that's what's, you know, it's the lifeblood of, of your revenues is managing your projects the yep. right way. So um, definitely go there. But the other place you want to also try for project management though, um, Elliot, is um, any of your software vendors, so, for example, if you're a QuickBooks user, Intuit has a great, they've got the Intuit Marketplace. Mm. And if you go to their Marketplace, you will see all the different hundreds and hundreds of applications that integrate with QuickBooks. And they have it categorized, and they do have a category for project management software. Mm. And you can, that's, you will see all the different types of project management software that's out there that integrate with QuickBooks. And they all integrate with QuickBooks. So, you know, even if you're not a QuickBooks user, it's like a great list of project management software on the Intuit marketplace that you, where you can get a start to try and find and evaluate what you, you know, what you want the most. I did not um, the know only that. Other thing yeah, that that's, would, a, that's, that's interesting. It's a great resource. Because remember, if you're a software developer, you know, you, and you're breaking business software, everybody wants to integrate with QuickBooks, right? Because it's sure. it's the most used accounting application. I think Zero and Wave or two, you know, other ones are for a lot of small businesses. But QuickBooks is like the big game in town. So if you go for any software, project management, order entry, I need an inventory management software, I need a service management software. Trust me, if you go to Intuit's marketplace and you look at, you know, the listing of softwares there, those are like all the major good ones for small businesses because clearly they want to integrate with QuickBooks right. and they, they're all used on their own as well, but it's a good, it's a really, really good place to start. No, it's, and that's a great idea to, to start with uh, basically the integration platform, what you need to be integrated yeah. with, because then that will make it so much more seamless uh, rather than having to manually copy, copy over data. Um, Correct. No, that's, that's great. And Gene, I feel like we've been dancing around a little bit, but you know, as a CPA, I feel like we need to get straight to the uh, the core. I think you've given the answer, but um, accounting software, uh, mm. what you run your books on. Uh, I said that basically any software solutions for small business, this is your bread and butter, this is your dessert. But this area is probably especially your favorite dessert. Um, you already said that you obviously like Intuit and, and QuickBooks, uh, but can you speak a little bit to why it's so pivotal for business of any size to be on board with something like this and some different recommendations and what people might look for in different solutions? Sure. First of all, Elliot, I'm going to tell you something. It is my least favorite of all applications. Really? I am a CPA. I don't do tax returns. I don't, I am like the world's worst CPA. Like I'm not, for me, like if it's close enough, it's good enough. Which is not it's, exactly it's not your dessert. You it's want. like your uh, your celery juice. Nothing against well, celery yeah. juice. Yeah, we used we used to sell accounting software before the CRM days, and mm-hmm. um, 
I just hated it. It was just like, so like, ugh, whereas the CRM is more exciting because it's more sales sure. and marketing and all that kind of stuff. Having said that though, um, yes, of course we, 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 we know, and we work with lots of different accounting softwares because it's important for businesses. So it, it's very, very important to get one. It's very important to get a cloud-based accounting application um, so that you can access it from anywhere and get reports online as well and have your employees that are remote do the work. I, you know, I, I can't say enough. If you don't have a cloud-based system, if you have an older QuickBooks system, have it hosted by a managed service provider. Right Networks is a good one as an example. Um, so at least you can access it through the sure. cloud, okay? All that is very, very important. Um, the leaders in the accounting software, the small, small businesses, um, you know, Invoice to Go, um, FreshBooks, Wave, Zero, and of course, QuickBooks mm-hmm. are, you know, five that come like right off the top of my head that are that are excellent um, and and have all, you know, they integrate with JotForm in a lot of ways. They, uh, you know, they, they integrate with a ton of other applications. They're cloud-based. Uh, you could, you know, one person could do the building, billing in Seattle. The other can be paying your checks from Miami. Um, and then you can be getting your reports in St. Louis, you know, so that's like a big deal. So you want to get a cloud-based application to do that um, and make sure that, you know, involve your accountant um, in the process, not because they they have a clue what they're talking about, because most of us don't. Because um, most, yeah, most accountants know taxes and financial stuff. They're not software experts, but um, th- at least th- you can find out what they're comfortable using. So, yeah. like, you know, if, if your accountant says, like, yeah, I, you know, I I'm, I'm comfortable because a lot of my clients use QuickBooks. You know, unless there's some glaring reason why you wouldn't want to use QuickBooks, then use it because it'll just make life easier right. for your accountant, which hopefully I feel like more and easier. more these days, accountants do need to be pretty fluid in software and software technology, though. Like that's that can only be a boon, right? Yeah. I mean, you would think, you know, I would, it's <laughs> Has it quite such, cut on yet. You would, yeah. You would think like a lot of accountants would be like really into it and recommending it and being involved in selling consulting projects into it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that, no, that's not, it, it, I, I find that not as much. It, Interesting. It just hasn't changed, but they, they but they know that they got to use their client systems. So you right. want to make it as easy for them as possible to get access to your systems and, you know, and, and whatever. So that I think is, um, is the most important thing. They, you know, there are larger vendors, um, Sage, uh, Microsoft, Oracle, SAP, NetSuite, that, um, you know, sell more mid-level systems. Um, they're more complex, they're more, uh, more advanced, they have more integrations, they're more scalable. Um, but for smaller businesses, the ones that I mentioned earlier are the ones that you really want to focus on. Again, QuickBooks, QuickBooks Online, uh, Zero, Wave, FreshBooks, Invoice to Go. Hopefully I'm, I'm remembering them all. Great, great. No, those are, those are great recommendations. Um, that's helpful context. Thank you for powering through that. Um, even if it's not your, your bread, and butter, not your favorite, <laughs> yeah. but so important. Well, technology, right? I like, it's just, you know, it's Absolutely. So no, I know. I know. Um, and yeah, we'll be sure to link all these, uh, in the description as well. So people have, um, an idea of what we're, what we're talking about and some of the resources. Um, moving on, I'm just a, another thing that I think a lot of small businesses need me without realizing it is a secure way. Um, and you know, teeing up job form a little bit, but a secure way to, to collect data, collect signatures, do contracts, um, legal documents like that. Um, you know, job form obviously is a solution for, for a lot of that. It's not the only one. Um, I think it's fair to our listeners to kind of talk about what's out there for, uh, those types of requirements specifically. Um, because pretty much as we go into remote work, everyone needs, um, an online way to do this. You can't always have someone sign a physical piece of paper anymore, um, for their data or, or for the signature. Um, so how do you start breaking down, uh, that huge field of data collection requirements that all these companies need and suddenly need to do it uh, fully remotely if they haven't been able to do so before as a small business. Well, yeah, I mean, the leader in that field is DocuSign. I mean, mm-hmm. they're, they're the most well-known brand, but there are a lot of other applications that are, have imitated DocuSign with a lot of success. JotForm is one of them. Mm-hmm. Adobe Sign is another one. Uh, Zoho Sign. Uh, and again, if you, if you, those are four examples right there and you can Google any one of those four and Google their competitors, you'll find even more. Um, they become very, very uh, accepted for signatures right now uh, for, you know, and, and depending on the industry that you're in, like, for example, I just signed 
uh, or, t- you know, my tax returns yesterday. And Jesus Christ, Elliot, the amount of money I owed in taxes. I don't even oh, want to go. Hurts. Like, we go into this. It's like, geez, but okay. So uh, just sign that they used like their own, you know, from their account, their own tax prep software had mm-hmm. their own doc signing application, which they used as well. I mean, there was a period when I was talking about this stuff a few years ago where it was all still, up in the, you know, is this really legal? Is this whatever? But like, we've all, like the world's gotten past that and everybody's just accepted online yep. signatures and that yep. is what it is. Um, I think it's a vital thing uh, to have. I mean, we use it in our business all the time when we send out quotes or anything that needs a signature. Um, the only other thing I can tell you is that, you know, they take like everything else. I mean, it's not like you just sign on and you're using it right away. I mean, it takes a little bit of time to learn how to use these things set up the individual fields, you know, and then have it come back into your system with data. So, um, yeah, there's, you have to prepare yourself for a bit of a learning curve. I think JotForms um, options are excellent um, for digital signing as well. So it should be something that you should really consider. And and I don't know the pricing for you guys, but I'm, I'm imagining it's probably one of the more affordable options as well. That would be my guess. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd say so. That's definitely been one of our, one of our boons and differentiators. Yep. And I think, um, you know, the, the good, the good platforms, they make it simple enough. I remember my last job, I, I had to use DocuSign and had to go through a pretty, pretty rigorous training with it because I had a, a somewhat complex use case for it. Um, but I, I genuinely think that chat form is a little bit uh, more intuitive and, and easier to use. But it depends on how sophisticated your, your need is, what exactly, uh, you know, what exactly you're using it for, um, and to what extent. So I think it's not a one-size-fits-all uh, approach. There also is a difference between an electronic signature and a digital signature that I think is important to know. A lot of people don't really know the difference between that. We have uh, we have a whole video on it that's that's good to check out. I do out. not know the difference. <laughs> there, I, somebody else, I, I don't know. Do you know the difference or? <laughs> That, we have to watch the video. Uh, I, I don't want to speak off the cuff to it in case I get it wrong, but uh, let's just say that one is more secure than the other as far as how it is traced back to, um, you know, how it holds up legally, say, in court and how it's wow. time stamped. Um, so there is a difference between a digital signature and electronic signature. They are not actually interchangeable, even though they are used interchangeably. So, for instance, DocuSign can do either or or both. Um, I think digital just has a little bit more of a verification process. Um, nothing crazy as the blockchain, but it's uh, it's a little more okay. intense. So, okay. Good, uh, good I'm stuff. I'm making a note of this right now. I might write about that. Thank you. <laughs> give, right. give you a little bit of research to do. I recorded yeah. a video on this one time, and even now I can't remember exactly what the difference is, but there, uh, there is one. That's um, fine. But, yeah, I'm trying to think, uh, Gene. These are a lot of uh, important topics that we've covered and solutions that I think a lot of small businesses need. Is there anything we've left out, any specific category uh, that most small businesses are like, I'm, I'm going to need this too, that sort of fits into their their tech portfolio uh, that we haven't covered yet? Security. Security. Uh, I know we talked about the security over managed service providers, but I, I just wanted uh, everyone to know that um, because of the explosion in people working from home, and that's not going to end even in mm-hmm. a hybrid uh, environment, uh, it's it's there's been a correlated explo- explosion of ransomware attacks. Right, going up like heard about it in the news all the time these days. Yeah, and and it's because you know we're all just dopey people working from our computers at home. We're sharing <laughs> we're sharing yeah. our our PCs with like our you know our seventh graders. You know, like what are we thinking? Yeah. You know, we're downloading all sorts of nonsense. So it's just a um, uh, you, you know the the number one. Uh, problem. The number one reason why companies get hacked is because uh, of their employees mm-hmm. um, clicking on a wrong email, falling victim to a phishing attack. So you know, many phishing uh, attacks and scam password. attacks. So many. Yeah. And you don't even know. I mean, it's, you know, it's tough to keep up with it. So I just, you know, for all these things to work, you've got to have good security. So I just, I, I just want to implore on everybody. Number one, we talked about your IT firms before. You got to talk to your IT firm and hire them uh, to provide like a quarterly training for your employees, particularly mm. the ones working from home so that they can recognize stuff or invest in uh, security software like no before. There's a few other ones that are out there. No before is K N O W uh, B E in the number four. I believe that's what it Got is. It. And so, uh, you know, which, which does automatic, you know, uh, to try to uh, fool employees uh, to teach them, you oh, know, what's a scam and what's not or not. Yeah. Like you, you'll get an email 
that's from the before and you don't know this and it's asking you for information. And if you click on it, you're fired. Well, okay. You're not fired, but you get, you know, the boss right. gets alerted or you get alerted. They're like, Oh, you just fell victim to a scam and here's the, you know, so it's good. So you should, no, um, important. it's important. Invest in training, upgrade your operating systems, uh, because the hackers that are out there right now are all looking for low hanging fruit. And if you're running an older operating system, they can get indoors pretty quickly and then attack your, your servers. So invest in those operating systems and your IT firms. I, I hate to tell you, I mean, they've got to, um, they've got to take a look at any home users, not only to make sure that they're staying up to date on their operating system, but also their routers need to be reconfigured because none of our routers are secure. I can get your routers password, Elliot, off your, I'm sure, you know, off online, you know, mm-hmm. if you've got like a typical Linksys router or whatever, um, most people don't change their passwords and then you can hack right into them. So they need to be re- reconfigured and better secured for both company and personal data, all that stuff, you know, having a VPN in your yep. home as well, very important. So security is really, really, really important, particularly with the rise of uh, people working from home. Uh, we as business owners have got to make the investment to make sure that we're um, uh, avoiding it and get cyber insurance as well, just in case you do get hit. That's 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 a good call because the, the cyber attacks and like you said, the ransomware attacks, just the, just the sheer quantity of, of phishing scam attempts that are out there, um, both on a corporate and personal level, like what um, Verizon had an issue where people were getting texts from their own number. Uh, yeah, with awesome. a phishing scam, like I didn't text myself this, uh, but yeah. the you know the capability of hackers to be able to do that, or you know, I think every company has seen it. Oh, you get you get an email from your CEO asking you to urgently call, um, but you know it's just phrased yeah. in such a way that it might make sense and it has the same signature. Like it, it's crazy yeah. what people can do. So just having, I think a lot of it is common sense. Just realizing, okay, there's no way that's actually the case. And if something's asking for private information in an email, don't do it. Um, but people need to be told this sometimes that might not be that common sense True. or that might just be their their knee-jerk reaction so i think you make a good point with the training that's a really um interesting company that you you suggested that starts with a b or whatever that sends you the fake no sort before of emails. no before yeah uh, i have to keep that one in mind that's uh that's curious all right gene i think that uh kind of sums up our topic and uh our time today unless there's anything else you think of that we we missed um i think we covered a lot of good ground um uh, I definitely learned a lot on this this episode. Obviously, your your expertise um, in this area speaks for itself. Your bread, butter, dessert, and celery juice, uh, depending on how you look at it. But um, it's been really great to have you on the show today, and really appreciate, appreciate the, what you brought to us today. Um, Thanks for having me on, Elliot. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. We will have links to uh, what we talked about today in the description. If you do happen to watch this um, on YouTube, otherwise uh, you will most likely see Gene Marks again on our channel. Um, He knows his stuff when it comes to small business and software solutions. And I hope you've learned as much as I have today. So thank you very much, Gene. And we will see you another time. Look forward to it. All right. Take care.